Good evening and welcome to the Friday Night Review, Sanctuary First opportunity to review the week. This is a podcast that goes out weekly and is broadcast on iTunes and also on Spotify. And you can also find it on Facebook. But more than that, you can also listen to it on our Sanctuary First website, www.sanctuaryfirst.org.uk. So thank you for joining us. I'm Albert Bogle, and I'm joined with the regular panel. And it's great to have our, our, our key panel with us tonight, Laura Dygan. Hello. And James Cuscart. Hello. Pleasure to be here, Albert. And Ian Jimison. Hey, guys. And, and we're delighted with our special guest who's joining us tonight. And we'll be joining us, hope, next week as well, in our own right, as the writer for the following week. But uh, uh, welcome to you, Linda. Thank you for coming in to join us tonight. It's my pleasure to see everybody again. Thanks for inviting me. Good. So we're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, Real interesting conversations tonight. This is a, you know, a, our theme tonight is talking about a reset. And we're thinking about a, as we move into a new month and we move into a new era with lockdown coming to an end here in, in Scotland anyway. We're, we're in that point, but we're thinking about resetting our lives. But also we think tonight's an interesting night to have this theme because there's an election going on all over the UK and people are resetting things. So, do you know, guys, we can have, we can, we can move into a little bit of dangerous territory and talk a little bit politics as long as we do it with an element of grace, if that's possible. <laughs> ah, it's okay. Me, me and Linda make reference actually to, to me and Nicola quite often in uh, our podcast. Uh, we, we're fans, so we can do it gracefully, yeah, Linda? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I think we, Nicola, if she hears about this, we, Nicola, might listen into this podcast. <laughs> it's not like she's what having a busy weekend or anything. <laughs> exactly. You might she won't have much get- on. You might be able to get wee Nicola onto your time of the month. Oh, now that'd be something, Linda, eh? <laughs> oh, that'd be special. Yeah, you oh, go. Yes. But before we go into this area, before we go into this area of politics and time of the month and all the other things, let's just have a little conversation about how things are going this week. So what's your week been like, James, instead of getting Laura? You thought I was going to ask you, Laura, but we'll go for James tonight. You are you are turning the tables on us, Albert. Absolutely. I was, I was ready to rest on my laurels there for a few minutes while, uh, while Laura scrambled. So, um, yes, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, as, as you know, I've got my wee daughter, and, uh, and so she tends to dictate a lot of the flow of my week and her recent obsession is birds she's absolutely obsessed with birds and frequently is just calling bah, 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 and wants to be taken to the window and oh. uh, so i just ordered a bird feeder and some fat balls so oh, um, wow. i'm going to be hanging up my suet this weekend and uh, hoping to attract um, a bunch of wildlife and it is, i have to say it's amazing when you start tuning into something like that just how much you start noticing birds and other animals everywhere um it is a real blessing so that's been yeah that's been yeah. my highlight this week great well you see james if you had been looking at the the running order that you told me i was to give you you would <laughs> notice that you were actually first up tonight but anyway welcome to you laura <laughs> in comes laura i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I have, um, I've had a good week. Um, it's uh, been a busy week. 
uh, started the week, um, well, myself and Linda recorded uh, our podcast. Uh, myself and James have been planning um, the um, the service for Sunday. I'm starting to think there was going on. My, my supervisor, Robert, <laughs> is going on holiday for two weeks. So I've been getting you know, ahead of things. And also, I've been helping my uh, wee grandson, Alfie, to potty train. This has been something else, let's just say. Oh dear. Wow. Uh, so yes, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, about making like afternoons, like, you know, the potty time uh, to get used to it. And uh, oh yes, it's, uh, I don't think it helps having dogs because um, he thinks that it's a, uh, yes, we can leave trails. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we'll move on from that. <laughs> we'll move on from that to, to, to Ian. What's your week been like, Ian? I guess it's been a bit like doggy tails, in fairness. Um, <laughs> um, the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a personal and professional disaster for me. I've uh, had a lot of things to deal with and a lot of things going on in my life. And um, it just has been one of these times where, do you know that? Do you know that time when you think, right, you're going to play that player, right? The player goes like this, right? It goes like this. Lord, change me, show me a direction in my life, right? And then God comes along and says, right, see everything that you you thought was cool about your life, right? That's all gone now. <laughs> this is the new reality. And you're like, what? Hang on a second, man. I've got like a mortgage and like bills to pay and stuff to do, you know. But God's like, no, man. I've got, I've got a path before you, dude. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been an interesting. Oh. John is looking at me through the window, saying, "Shut up," and I will shut up. But anyway, the point being, it's been a very interesting time for me, um, and I'm very grateful for it, actually. Um, I think that it's good to have, uh, it's good to take stock. So this morning I took stock and I, I've been, I had a, a chat with my GP and um, she said, listen, Ian, you need to come down. She said, surgery. And uh, we need to get some bloods taken and uh, we need to do some observations on you. So she did my height and my weight. And, and that was an embarrassing moment in itself. And then she moved on to my blood pressure and I thought, this isn't looking good for the Jimison <laughs> right here, right now. So Mrs. J has me on the strictest diet possible um, and an exercise an exercise regime that she's made, so far she's made me walk three times today. Right? Until I'm absolutely can't. Ian, I must admit, I thought you were looking pretty good tonight. Well, I, I mean, I think I'm looking pretty good. Mrs. Jake, on the other hand, has other ideas. Well, there you go. Listen, great to hear you. Great to have you back and hoping that you're a lot better soon. But a big welcome to you, Linda. Thank you for being our guest this week and coming in to sit in the chair for Campbell and to just help us uh, as we talk and chat through together, especially some of the things that Campbell's been writing about this week. Good to get your uh, your your kind of input on that. But also, what kind of week have you been having? Yeah, I've had a, a very hectic, busy week. Um, but it's I think what works for me is that I 
make sure that I start every morning in silence and that sets me up for the day. And my brain ordinarily runs frantic. And so I have to have that stillness and that silence in order to, to be able to, to get through each day. So my week's been wonderful. Um, I had, had lovely conversations yesterday with a couple of people in the church. And it was really nice just to get, because I'm in a new church now and I'm getting to know folks. And it's been lovely because it's hard with the pandemic. Uh, we haven't been able to, to do proper, proper, proper visiting. So getting to know folks a wee bit now, and it's it's lovely. I'm just I just feel that this is the do you know that Psalm Psalm thirty I think it is where it, the psalmist writes about turning mourning into dancing, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I am at the minute. I just feel so so privileged, so blessed, filled with a sense of uh, the jubilation of God, and I'm so grateful for that because for a hard a long time I have, it was hard for me to um to do to do any kind of um, I suppose dancing and joy it was mm-hmm. more lament and and sadness so I'm really grateful and, and some of the things Campbell said this week resonated with me on this very level so yeah I'm very grateful for uh, having had another wonderful week. Good listen this is one of the great things about in, in, in Sanctuary First Friday Night Review that when we share and talk together in this group there is an honesty and integrity about uh, those of us in the panel as we start to talk and share with one another. And uh, but also we're looking for you if you're listening in to feel free to just you know comment on the Facebook if you're especially watching Facebook. We hope that one day that we'll have our own community page on Sanctuary First and uh, it will be as good as Facebook and maybe even better. And you'll be able to really get good comments as we go along and be able to, to chat back and forward. But uh, until then, can we just have a little comments on the review of the week? Uh, some of the things that's on the website, some of the new things that's up this week. Um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned something about your, um, the, the podcast that you've been working with Linda on the Laura. Unfortunately, I went to look at it, but it's not there. No, it's not live yet. Neither is. I think it'll be next week before it's up. Um, we recorded it this weekend, but it's the, you know, it, we, we, it always needs that wee bit of post-production, you know, <laughs> and then getting put put up. Um, it's so in post. That's what it is. It's, it's in post, post-production. So this, um, like, we, we can we can give it a wee, um, you know, we'll give it a wee um, boost. Yes, we'll give it a, a boost. Trailer. Uh-huh. Um, because that's the thing, actually, people might not have listened to the other one, so you can go and have a listen um, in time for the next episode coming out. Um, and in the Time of the Month podcast, it's out monthly, it focuses on um, women in the Bible, especially, um, you know, the maybe the forgotten women or the unnamed women or the misunderstood women in the Bible. Um, and we also think about modern issues as well. Um, and what was really great now, we've, it's, you know, we're, we're talking about women in the Bible, but it's not just for women, you know, it's great to um, have, uh, uh, you know, men can tune in, you know, find out stuff as well, you know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but yes, this month we have Robert Allen as our guest. <laughs> I said, spoiler alert. Good, Robert. <laughs> I thought that's how, how did he survive? 
Uh, so yes, this month we've uh, got uh, we've got um, Robert coming in, and it's uh, it was a lively discussion, wasn't it, Linda? It was lovely. It was really interesting. It was interesting to have uh, his perspective and things, um, and just to let folks know that we're not um, anti men at all. <laughs> uh, we we welcome men. We affirm men. We actually enjoy being in their company. <laughs> well, that's good yeah. to know because we enjoy being in the company of you guys as well. Yeah. So listen, guys, another area mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about uh, uh, of some of the new stuff that's up on the on the pod on the site this week is uh, James this monologue that uh, that that uh, Laura did. What did you think of that? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. So um, in our Sunday live service last week, uh, Laura gave us a monologue from Philip because we were looking at the reading with uh, Philip and the Ethiopian official. And one of the things that's great now is that we're starting to take segments from services and from longer things we do and have them as standalone pieces. So perhaps you joined us last Sunday and that uh, stood out for you and you really enjoyed that monologue. Now you can just send it to a pal. So, you know, you can go onto the Sanctuary First website, go under videos and uh, send that on to someone who you think might appreciate it. Or if you weren't um, a part of the service and you'd like to see what I'm on about, then you can go ahead and look it up. And um, it, it's a really nice piece. And I think we've got a little clip of it just now. Oh, if you okay. want to just, I think Ray's found it for us. Look at we this. We can put it look up for you. This. We won't listen to it all, but we can listen to a part of it because we want to entice you to go and listen to it yourself on the Roll site. tape. So friends, I am now going to give us a monologue um, from the perspective of Philip. Philip is um, one of my um, Bible heroes. I just, oh, I just love this, um, this man. And so I imagined, I tried to imagine um, myself um, in his shoes that day. Um, So I'm now uh, going to give us a monologue from Philip. We had been preaching the good news of our Lord Jesus throughout Samaria. Amazing things were happening. People were being healed in the name of Jesus. And men and women everywhere, everywhere we meant, they were believing in our risen Lord and they were wanting to be baptised. So we baptised them. Oh, it was amazing. One time after a day preaching in a village, I had sat down um, to pray and the most miraculous thing happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to me and he told me that I had to go down south to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. Now that road goes through the desert. It's dangerous, really dangerous. It's bandit country. But I had to go because that is where the Lord wanted me to go. And it was so important for him that he sent one of his angels to tell me to go. So I had no choice. I went and I didn't worry because I thought the Lord's sending me so I can trust that he's going to protect me. Can we stop there? 
because that's a good point. If you want to hear what happened <laughs> when Philip went down to Bandit Country, well, you'll need to listen. <laughs> hey, guys. Did you know that is... Bandit Country was in the Bible? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Well, you know, what do you think of this idea of taking scripture like that and uh, putting it into, bringing it up into present tense, into actually somebody saying I've been there? Is that a valid way of interpreting and working through scripture? I think it's a, a very important tool that we have in our toolbox to communicate and proclaim the good news. Um, it's actually my favourite way to preach. It's called first-person narrative preaching. And I think it's certainly it's the most popular way of preaching that, that people say for me that they like me to preach. They don't like me doing ordinary sermons, they call them. They like the stories because uh, I think people can engage with stories really well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's okay. I think it's absolutely important and imperative that we use our imagination with Scripture. Um, I don't think we're adding to it. I don't think we're taking away from it. I think our interpreting of it is is vital, and and I love these first person narratives. Yeah, I mean, James, you did a great one a few weeks ago. Again, if you're listening, you should go and watch it. The Bad Samaritan, which was which... also featuring Bandit Country. I yeah. Yeah. If not, <laughs> if not that phrase, then uh, certainly face. the concept. Um, talking yes. about yeah. talking oh, about bandits. Talking about bandits. You know, Jimison there once wrote a song about bandits and a Ford Escort car. Absolutely, yeah. Midnight Sun, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've run around, with, run around with a lot of bandits in my thing. Um, <laughs> you know, people, do you know the thing is, people are people, you know, and uh, you've got to meet people where they are. And um, sometimes bandit country is the most loving country. Sometimes bandit mm -hmm. country is where you find uh, deep veins of gold and understanding and forgiveness um, in a way that you wouldn't find it in the, the high halls, you know, the, the, the palaces. Mm -hmm. I, I think the palaces have their, you know, they've got their ivory towers. Um, but sometimes in bandit country, you know, you're working amongst people and you know, the people who feel things and deal with things and the, the guys that do the work, the guys that just work underneath and go and repair the roads or whatever. You know, that that bandit country, Disney, you know, that, that can mean almost anything. But I think if it means anything, it means that there is wisdom to be gained from understanding that we're, nobody's too big. Mm. Right? Yeah. You're, not, you're not too big. <clears throat> you're not too big to be down there, and you're not too big to be up there either. Um, but Christ didn't come down to. He, he came down to the, the the guys that were looking after sheep and that. And that's 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 where he spent his life amongst fishermen. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't amongst lords and ladies and people of title and people of importance, people who the, who the world would have looked up to and said, do you know what marvellous, marvellous people they are. And Jesus didn't do that. Jesus talked to ordinary, simple folk. And I think we need to 
you know, some things you know, we just need to think about. There's there's wisdom in that. You know, there is mm-hmm. there is a deeper truth, um, and that deeper truth is our common humanity. You know, that that, that deeper truth is a is our love for one another and our support for one another. One another. And <clears throat> um, in, in my in, in my opinion, that that be what I would. Say yeah. That. So anyway, can, we're moving from that. The other area I wanted to talk a bit about to James was if you're looking at the website, there's also a bit up about the new logo. Yes, absolutely. So this is another clip uh, that featured in the service where I chatted to Jack Steele uh, about our new theme image. And uh, this is something that's becoming a wee bit of a habit. I'll collar Jack once a month and say, so what's going on there with this picture then? And uh, and he talks us through it. So it's a short clip on the site. And um the Cathedral Milan comes up, Renaissance, uh, architecture. Um, it's us going to BBC Four at Century <laughs> First. <laughs> it's a wee classy clip uh, for folks looking for a wee classy clip. And uh, Jack does such great work um, with these images. And to think that we have a new one each month is just phenomenal. And uh, so we really appreciate the time he puts into them. And it's just, yeah, it's really nice to spend a little bit more time uh, to hear about the process that went into creating them. I've often thought that we should perhaps make some of these available on prints for people or even some prints on T-shirts coming up to the summer. I just think it would be real cool for uh, those listening in, Sanctuary First people to be able to have a a Sanctuary First website with the reset on it or with, you know, uh, whatever the theme is for the week or the month. Uh, well, see, I know that there's uh, a well-known um, church, global, we'll say, yes, a global church, and you can subscribe to a box where you get a T-shirt every month. <laughs> you know? Really? One of the things, yes, I a T-shirt every month, t-shirt. plus one of the songs that they do. I it's like an exclusive for the folk that subscribe to the boxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a massive industry in righteous clothing. <laughs> oh, there is. We call it righteous clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, scripture verses, and you don't have to pay any licenses to, to to put a scripture verse. You don't have to pay anybody any patent money or anything. Really, it's on a scripture text, and people will buy it, especially if you can get a bit of art around it. Yeah. It's a massive industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, so there's no VAT on it as well. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know if there's VAT on it. There's no patent. You don't have to pay anybody for their work. Because, well, how do you pay God? Oh, I see. Right, okay. Albert said uh, just opening up a spreadsheet and uh, <laughs> <laughs> calculations. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can say, which we haven't mentioned at all, but we do have a giving button as well. If you would yeah. like to give to Sanctuary yeah. First, you yeah. can do so. Very smooth, Albert. Very smooth. Wasn't that nicely put in there? Oh, very you know? smooth. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, so the other one uh, is I thought. Ian might be interested if he's listened to it. If not, eh, someone else has listened to it. Um, Paget's version of Church Not Made With Hands. I notice that it's in the website with the wrong name. It's Church Not Made For Man or something like that. But it's ch- it should be Church Not yeah. Made With Hands by yeah. eh, Mike Scott of the Water Boys. But yeah, yeah. Ian Paget's done a lovely version of it. Did it. Has anyone listened to that one? Oh, that's that's wonderful. That really yeah. is. But then, as everybody knew last week, I am a big Ian Paget fan. <laughs> so, I think we've maybe fan. got a clip of that one as well, have we, Ray? <clears throat>
To that, I mean, isn't he? Ian, Ian, Ian does that stuff really, really, really well. Um, and Mike Scott wrote those lyrics so oppositely. Do you know he re he really um, he really nailed it with these lyrics in that song? It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's it's lovely to hear, and it's lovely to hear it done acoustically as well. I think Mike himself, if he was listening, then would would love that um, because. He, Ian, Ian does the, the kind of thing that that Mike does, which is to just really spit out the the meaning of the the lyric that he's singing, which is so nice and so refreshing. Do you know what I mean? It's not there's no artifice behind it, and it's all really good. Yeah. I think it certainly it's a great song and it opened up that whole theme for us that we were discussing that day, which is all about uh, the church. Uh, we're, you know, the reality of the church is not in buildings, but we're a church truly without walls and trying to engage with God and engaging with God, not just simply in our buildings, but beyond that. And, and that, that song just opens that whole area up for us to think about that. And about the work of the Spirit in our lives too. I think so, that says everything about the internet church that you want to know. Yeah, Linda, I don't know if you've got any comments because I know I think you're a Waterboys fan myself. I think I get that impression. Yeah, I love the Waterboys, but I'm not familiar with that song. Although, I mean, I, I love Ian Padgett. If he had an album, I would buy it. And I mean that, and I don't buy albums easily because I don't want to type with money. <laughs> can't stand artists that can't perform live. Um, but but I, I love what he does. I love his how he interprets songs. And I'm, uh, so I can't compare that that song he just did there because I, I don't know it at all. I'm very well, sorry. you need to go and listen to it. It's a great song. Some people reckon it's one of Mike's, Mike, Mike Scott's best songs because it's just, you know, it, if you listen to the whole thing, it's just a good... But, you know, it's well worth listening to. But anyway, that's moving on. If if you've not met Mike Scott or, or come across his music, go and have a listen to it, The Water Boys. Yeah, it leads you, us into you, another... You, you, saw, you saw The Hole of the Moon, that's the one to start That's the best song, isn't it? Best song yeah. ever. Yeah. Alter. What was the name of that song that Ian covered, please? Church Not Made with Church Hands. Not made by Hands. Church yeah. Not Made by, With Hands. Not yeah. made by hands, I think, is H-A-N-D-S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically C.S. Lewis. Bye bye Shadowlands. Yeah. Um, I mean it's 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 that whole that that whole thing. It's it's um I mean Mike Mike is one of the best writers ever when when he just gets it, he just gets it. It's lovely, brilliant. Yeah. And Ian is a brilliant interpreter. He, th that line, bye-bye Shadowlands, the term is over, is really, C.S. Lewis talks about that being his experience of 
coming out of school, but also about reaching into what he thinks heaven's about and dying. It's, you know, this freedom. Yeah. It's very powerful, actually. It's a very powerful thing. Um, And and it speaks to the deep spirituality. I mean, if I don't have the order for tonight, but, you know, talking about what Campbell had written about, I mean, Campbell writes about some deep spiritual things, deep spiritual truths. And, and right there, that's a deep spiritual truth. You know, that we're part of a church not made by hands, I think. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, that Campbell was talking no, he didn't do it, more, he did it more than once actually, when he was talking about um, stopping and taking stock um, and the idea of noticing if the tide's coming in or going out. I mean, how often do we stop and notice the tide, is it coming in or coming out? And I think that I mean, later on, he talked, maybe it was the first day he talked about um, the difficulty that, that stops us in our tracks, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I think it's Richard Rohr talks about awe and wonder being the two things that stop us in our tracks and, and help us to encounter God. And of course, then later on in the week, Campbell's talking about encountering God in Christ Jesus. And I think that there's, there's absolute truth in what Rora is saying when he talks about the birth of a baby that leaves you speechless. You're lost for words. What what can you possibly say when you're you you have a baby <coughs> made? Or what can you absolutely say when your beloved dies? There are no words. Mm. And there's something about these two um, terribly terribly profound things that happen that words are not. They just don't work. But mm-hmm. that's those times of, of vulnerability and expectation, that's when we're most open to encounter God, to encounter the mystery of God. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that's what that 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 is when God chooses to use those experiences and, and they can be awful. Um to and they can also be brilliant by the way, um and amazing and best thing ever. Um, but he uses those experiences to change us. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. Yeah. Do you know, Campbell, Campbell, just what what you were, to quote Linda, the passage that you were looking for, Campbell writes, say, in in the Sunday, it's under courage. And he says, that courage is something we need in our faith lives. Having the bravery to stop what we are doing and ask God to change us is something most of us struggle with. We float nearer and further from God through our lives like driftwood on the tide, we often fail to think about whether the tide is coming in or going out. Stepping back, taking a spiritual deep breath and uttering a prayer for guidance does not come readily to our rebellious, and, nervous and hearts. Yeah, yeah and, and I, think, I think it's really important that we, we do intentionally stop because the easiest thing in the world is just to keep going and uh, almost um, hold back ourselves from receiving what God has for us. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to walk in, in the darkness and in the mystery of ignorance than it is to walk in the light of the capital M mystery and divine and God. Um, and I think I would want to... Um, I'll unpack a wee bit more of what Ian just said a second ago, how God will use a situation. Somebody said recently that God 
um, gave them an illness. And I was horrified and I jumped down their throat as a reaction rather than a, a proper response. Um, because God never gives us these things. Life happens, hardship happens, difficulty happens. And God, if we allow, will step in and redeem and, and bring good and wonder and joy and peace out of these dreadful, dreadful times that we, we have to go through in life, you know? You know, Linda, and that's why sometimes getting our theology right is good. Like, we need to talk more about the providence of God. Yep. Because that's exactly what you're talking about there. The yep. providence of God. That God in his providence draws close to us in some of our most difficult times and and expresses his grace and and and, and a way out of difficult things. Not that he made it that way, but mm -hmm. he... He makes a way out. It's like that, I suppose it's a wee bit cheesy for some people, the footprints prayer. Uh -huh. You know, the, the, I saw only one set, God, where were you? You know, but that's exactly what it is. That's what faith is. And, uh, you know, faith, that old saying, shines brightest in the dark, if we'll allow it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think as well, there's this thing about, I think it works is you know taking us into consideration as well for for the collective, you know, for the institutions as well, not just personal, you know, that for you know for um you know for like the institution, you know, like the church, um to to stop and to reflect and not just react. Yes. You know, because I think we're so often reacting and thinking, oh, well, how are we going to get ourselves out of this? What are we going, how are we going to solve this problem? Yeah. But actually take time stop. and stop yeah. and yeah. prayerfully think, prayerfully reflect and really link into, you know, what is God saying to us at this time? Where's God leading us? And stop reacting. Because I think that quite often... The institution isn't hearing God's voice and not not seeing. I've got a path laid out for you. I'm I'm trying to help you. <laughs> There's a path, but but people aren't listening as a collective, and so we need to stop. Do, do we yeah. not think that perhaps that that's a kind of um, speaking on the metal level? It's almost a kind of almost patriarchal thing in a way because. There's that whole thing about men, you know, men, we want to solve problems. You know, mm -hmm. we're problem solvers. Yeah. Um, and we often don't listen. We also, we often don't listen and don't think, you know what, you're not the solution. You're not the solution. Mm -hmm. And what God leads us to be is to say, I'm the solution. You're not the solution. So just take a step back and let me do what I need to do. Because at the end of the day, it might not look good in two years or five years or even 10 years, but at the end of your life, that may look really good indeed. And, and, and I do think that we're so good at, we're so good at, um, you know, putting ourselves on situations and saying, well, I can handle that, you know, I know what to do here. I've got the tools. Mm -hmm. But when God brings you stuff that you can't handle, that's bigger than you, as, as you said there, there are no words. Sometimes there are no words. Mm -hmm. 
There is no making sense of a thing. There is just a thing. Mm. And you just need to work through it. And that's where faith comes in. And that's where that that hackneyed phrase, but it's true, just letting go and letting God. Mm-hmm. Like all through the Psalms, you can you can see that when when times are rough and the, the, the people finally turn back to God, they will often say, generations before us have said, or we have been told. And this week in day five, Campbell coached Psalm 81, um, and and the, what jumped out to me out of me from that was verse five. I heard an unknown voice, and you know it's the unknown voice that we need to be listening for, and and not just these loud voices that are always mm-hmm. saying, "I have the answer. Here's what we must do. I know the the secure route out of here," mm-hmm. and the unknown voice like that wild goose that drags the geese off in a direction they're not awfully keen on going. Um, it's that unknown voice of God, that unknown voice that. If we perhaps were more attuned, we would recognise more easily. Yeah, yeah. It's back to Campbell talks about this in in day two. He's talking about revisiting. Yes. Because the great thing is when James was putting a lot of this stuff together, we went to reset, and then every day there's a re something. You know, Monday was rediscovered, and then Tuesday was revisit. And of course, Campbell turns it round in Psalm twenty-two, uh, to the answer is to revisit God, you know, to come back. And David, and he says, you know, there are words of enormous power and emotional impact. These are words of enormous. David's working through the human condition. It's disappointments, frustrations, and fears does not get in the way of his knowledge of who God is. This is a source of strength for us. When things are tough, we are all facing our battles and revisiting our God is the surest way of meeting the challenges we face. Mm-hmm. Coming back home, mm-hmm. coming back to meet the God mm-hmm. who is there caring for us and is there and will listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the, the behaviour of the children of Israel again, isn't it? They come back, he welcomes them all back and he come on, could in. I'm, I'm your your God. Come on, I know you've been unfaithful, and but I'm your God. So come on back. Yeah, absolutely right. That revisiting, yeah, returning. Anyone want to comment on on the 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 fourth of May, the re the reply one, which is all based on the whole idea of of love. What day was that? Day number. That would be day four. Yeah. The, May th- the fourth of May. Mm-hmm. It was the 1 John 4, 19 reading. Yeah, it's the one. It's just very simple. Mm-hmm. We love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's that bit wherever um, he talks about it's hard enough with, you know, to love, you know, the people we know. It's hard enough with the people we know and love, but this verse shows that we have a duty to love our brothers and sisters. Read that again. It's a command, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that you're like, it, it really grabs your attention there, you know, and you're like, yes, it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it made me stop, you know, because I'm like, oh, yes, the people that I, um, that I sometimes struggle, <laughs> you know, we all do, you know, we all do. <laughs> um, and it's, and I think it is because we all, you know, we all do. It's really important that we can, you know, be reminded that command and he try and you know 
reply, you know, keep our, um, uh, we need to ply our love. And I love that, you know, it's as if like, you know, just as we say that someone pl plies their trade, we need to ply our love. And I'm like, oh, you know, like just kind of, you know, the tradesman that's going round and, you know, just just going about it, going to different places and you're like, Oh, I go and you're like doing a wee bit of carpentry here, you know, because I liked how it made me think about, you know, Jesus as a carpenter as well. And um, aye, we need to work persistently, diligently and carefully in loving those around us. And it's it's difficult, it's hard. It's difficult. What I love about all this is those of us who know Campbell quite well, we know that here is someone who's speaking about something he practices and works at, you know, and he he's the one who draws alongside you and will will be your support, but also won't let you off with stuff just because he knows you or loves you. You know, and I think that's such a, a gift to me. Why I'm saying that is that, you know, Campbell has worked with me, me over the years in the Bogle band with, with Ian as well. And it's been just such a privilege knowing him. And, and seeing this <clears throat> man mature from being a young man in his 20s, you know, where he is today, a, a growing in Christ and, be, and being such as just someone who's trying to live out this Christian life in a very difficult world situation in, in the midst of, you might say, the square mile in London, you know. It can work in a very, very difficult environment and it's not an environment that always encourages the spirituality of things and, and, and God in things. And he also works in an area where um, there's the, there are often two protagonists who are against each other. I don't want to say any more about it than that. Um, but what Campbell, I felt, said that, I mean, the, the entire week with Campbell, and I'll say this to Campbell tomorrow personally, but um, meant a lot to me. It meant a huge amount to me uh, where, where I was and was incredibly helpful. Um, but you know, the thing about it was, was what he said was, look, God first loved you. Mm -hmm. You remember that God loved you first. Mm -hmm. Look how yeah. amazing God thinks you are. Now, you know this, right? Go on and love somebody else the same way. Just go and do it. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's what that to me reply was was that it was you know it's praise Father God. Thank you for the love you shower on me. Thank you that you know me by name, and that I am special and unique to me. Use me to bring your love to others. Help me see where there is need and how I can meet that. Show me where there is heart and help me to heal. Let me know where my time, talents and resources can be put to work to help those around me. Amen. Now, if there was ever command or a word it's that word you are so loved now go and love others I know and it changes Ian when people when we start doing that it changes 
this, that's the reset. That's the reset. It turns it, 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 it turns everything around again, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. And it changes everything. To me, that's that's the absolute key for everything. Um, John and John fourteen, I think it is. He command. That's where the command is. They should love. What they'll know you're you're my beloved because I I have loved you and because you love others. That's the command. Love others. Um, and I think that's the key because when we can glimpse how profoundly, deeply loved we are, um, that that helps us then to love others. And I think everything else is a distraction. Um, you know, we're distracted in, in the church capital C by having to have our, our laws, our, um, our doctrines, our set prayers, our correct language, our beautiful buildings maintained, our blah, 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 blah our mission strategies, et cetera, et cetera. But love is all you need. The Beatles were right. Love yes. is, and if, if we understand that we, as in John 15, the lectionary, are abiding in him, and, and, and as we abide in him, we are filled and given all that we need to love, then all the other things are simply distractions. Forget, kick them into touch and just love. And you don't need the buildings, you don't need the doctrines, you don't, you don't need any of that if you love. Absolutely. I can hear something coming into my head, Linda. Love, love, love. Ian Padgett covers that. Just going to see we've got a good Padgett one. Love, love, love. We're about to get another as well. It's easy. It is easy. It is easy. easy. Because who who does all the work in that metaphor that that is used by Jesus? of the vine who does the work of the vine tending god mm-hmm. yeah we don't have to do anything just we just have to prune, be pruned and and pruning is not to kill pruning is to produce more fruit i know absolutely easy. that it was really the, is easy that was the one of the posts that really stood out for me this week the regrow um <laughs> so that one that linda's referring to there um where you know, there's the passage about I am the vine, and we've got the branches and the bearing fruits, but right near the end, and I think Albert, you picked up on this as well. Um, I see that you commented, but he just writes so simply, um, some years the crops will be better than others, but the fruit can only grow on the tree. Absolutely. And I think one of the great things about Campbell's week, the kind of meta aspect of it, is there's been lots of reset. He's not just talking about reset, but there's little moments of reset in the text um, yeah. where he makes us stop and think um, with a pithy phrase. And we've discussed some of these already. And earlier on, when we were talking about the idea of taking that moment to, you know, in the earlier prayer, but seeing the tide coming in and out, I think it's so important that we stop and we take time to notice. And we were saying about the election, you know, that we were going to talk a little bit about the idea of the political situation. And it strikes me that one of the things that happens in our form of democracy is we get these moments of reset where your MSP, my MP, your MSP, our MP is not currently our MSP. We don't have an MSP right now. It's not a situation like the American president where there's one president and then there's this long handover of several months. We currently don't have an MSP. The Holyrood 
is not convened. We do not have a government for a brief section of time. For a few days, we are in this moment of reset. And I think that's a really important thing for us to remember, that these things are contingent and they require our investment and our hopes and our passion. They don't just tick along. And I think the problem with the democracy is it's easy to get alienated and to think, well, these things just run themselves, but they don't. They need us to keep them going. Um, and so I think these moments of reset where you suddenly realize that, you know, yeah, fruit has to grow on a tree. It has to come from somewhere. You can't just have something come from nothing. And that bit earlier in the line where he says, sometimes the crop will be better because that's life. Sometimes you get big apples and sometimes you get wee apples, you know, and sometimes you get hardly any apples, but then more apples come because that's life. And things just keep coming back because as you say, Linda, we're not the ones doing the work we're not the ones pushing out of the ground you know we were just uh bearing the fruit isn't this i mean such a wonderful sharing together tonight such a blessing just listening to, to you all adding different aspects to campbell's work the work that he set down and writ has written and so many of us have been listening to and reading over the last week and and it's such a it's just such a great privilege to get this opportunity to write and i'll be looking forward to reading some of Linda's material next week. But it's just such a privilege for so many people to do all this, and uh, it's been just wonderful. Um, There's a lovely one, Albert, if I might bring your attention to it, because Carmel kind of points us towards something we've been talking about all night, um, and that's the idea of, of music and the feeling of music. And retuning. And feeling of connection and retuning. And yesterday he talked about tune, and Carmel and I have played in the band for forever um, and occasionally we come out with an album and you know it does what it does and then disappears back into the ether um, but one of the things that he talks to is plugging into he, what he says is it's the pulse and the emotional resonance of a chord which transcend the everyday and take us for an instant into a different kingdom, a place where the hair on our neck stands up, our hearts soar and our souls connect with the maker of the universe. Now, as a humble musician myself, I know of which he speaks. I know that feeling. And I've been doing stuff with Campbell and I, feel, and I know Albert's been there too. And, I felt that thing, I felt that moment, that moment of absolute, this is what I was made to do, right here, right now. Um, and it's wonderful because to me, music is like that. It's like plugging into God in a way. Mm -hmm. It's plugging into that universal thing. And you're so blessed, like, I mean, Ian, is so blessed that you can plug into that. And Jim is so blessed. And Pete's so blessed, you know, you can plug into that stuff. And and also people who are wordsmiths like you, James, you know, just plug into that stuff and it just comes out and God speaks through you and you've got nothing to do, you've got nothing to do with what comes out at the other end. I wrote a song a couple of weeks ago and it just arrived. I didn't even pick up my guitar. It just, the whole song just came boom. 
and and it was just about God setting a path before you. Um, and I don't know what it was. I don't know where it came from. There was no real reason why it should appear, but it did appear. Um, and you know, now it's, in, it's it's getting demoed and it's doing its thing. It's doing its rounds the way that all songs do. Um, but there's that feeling of suddenly you just understand. You just know, and and that feeling that God wants to, you know, reach out to somebody. And it might. Here's the thing: it might not be you. And often it's not you. Often people take meanings from songs that you never intended. The Beatles didn't intend love, love, love to be something that Christians like us lot would look to as being, you know, I almost heraldic tune about about love. I don't think that was in their minds at the time. But that doesn't matter. God uses that stuff. And it's just like God uses all the stuff in our lives, you know, the, the stuff that we think, man, I just that was a not good thing but nothing's wasted god's got a basket for it all As I, 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 Ian, because i think as well that's the thing people that actually think that they don't know god the god's working in their lives you know through their gifts and you know he's he's working through them and they just don't realize that that it is god yet but but they will at some point. But you know it's God that's you know filling them, and and that's it, as it's just it's just wonderful to think that you know God's working all the time, you know, through everybody. But we might not just realise it quite yet. It's all these beautiful gifts, and oh, as it just makes you feel kind of like plugged into. The source, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Everybody yeah. is plugged <laughs> into the source. It's plugged <laughs> in or wired up. Plugged into the source, and then you become resourced. Yes. Oh, there's another reword, Albert. We can throw that on the pile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, just uh, just been so good uh, being able to chat with you all tonight and bring you to this point where. We're been reflecting on all these things about resetting and uh, not to be afraid of the resetting because when things are broken, bones have got to be reset. But sometimes when bones are reset, I'm told they're stronger than they were before. Mm-hmm. And if there's something broken in our lives tonight and we come before God and we say, Lord, would you reset me? Would you reset me again in the right course? Put me together again the way you want me to do. And maybe someone's listening to here tonight to this discussion and it's coming to that point where they might go back and read all of Campbell's uh, material on the Sanctuary First Sight and just get some encouragement. You might listen to the church not made with hands song again and just realize that God is everywhere and nowhere, everywhere beyond us. And his presence is here to bring healing and regrow the things that maybe there's something in our lives that, that we need to regrow again. And, and, and he says, I will regrow that. I've pruned it back, but it will regrow and it will regrow even better. And and, and by the way, I'll retune you. And you've lost your tuning, but 
do you know what? I'm going to retune you into a new tuning. Yes. You were on the C tuning for too long, but I'm going to do you into the open tuning of, of G. And yes, you'll need to use new finger shapes and learn new chords, but that's all right because I'm resetting you. Isn't that amazing? You know, the things that God can do in our lives and uh, all these analogies in there for us to think about tonight. And I think as well, see with with our election result, you know, waiting on our, you know, Scottish Parliament election result coming in, you know, and I know that there'll be people, you know, like, you know, maybe getting themselves a wee bit riled up or people that are, you know, excited about actually what the result might mean. And, and as we were saying, you know, like God God will have a plan for, you know, our nation, you know. He'll be able to use things, you know, for, the, you know, within the nation and our people. So I think it doesn't really matter where we're, where we're sitting. I think it's about, you know, we we get involved, you know, as well. You know, we, we hold our, you know, representatives, you know, to account. We get, you know, involved, you know, with the things that matter to us and our communities. And also to think about, also about, you know, asking God, you know, what things we should be getting involved in as well. Well, Uh, listen, guys, guys, it's just coming up to (laughs) 10 o'clock. I want to thank you all for being with us tonight. It's been a great privilege and a great pleasure. And I, I have been... I have been reinvigorated tonight just listening to you all. Uh, And I thought we would go out with a beautiful song sung by Ian, written by Ian Walker. And it's it's called uh, At the Turning of the Day. And just as the day is coming to an end and we're going into the evening, it's a prayer, a blessing to ask God to bless us with peace and with joy and with love. And... uh, Maybe we could just listen to this as our our evening devotion as we go into the the weekend and into a new beginning and a resetting in the midst of a sunset, but also (laughs) looking for a sunrise. So thank you so much for being with us tonight. God bless everyone, and we'll see you again. Hopefully, if you're listening in on Sunday at 3 o'clock or next week into the various activities that's going on in Sanctuary First, And if not, we'll catch up with you next Friday evening. Until then, God bless. Passes all understanding that rests us till the dawn and helps us journey on. A peace that is deep and is lasting at the turning of the day, at the turning of the day, at the turning of the day. Bless us with peace.
turning of the day bless us with love replenish our souls with your love and through us let it flow for those who do not know the richness and the blessing of your love at the turning of the day, at the turning of the day, at the turning of the day, bless us with love. And we know that we cannot turn back time, yet sometimes we want to relive the that we've done stop us moving on but when we trust we know that you forgive the turning of the day bless us with hope our world cries for the blessing of your hope that soars like a dove Lifts our hearts to love, restore our world with your hope. At the turning of the day, at the turning of the day, at the turning of the day, bless us with.